Welcome back to BTW, Bounce Wheeler Workshop, here at the Database with Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg, where today we will finally get to our Yomim No Royim series kickoff shear slash workshop. And you'll hear very soon why I've titled it both a shear and a workshop at this moment. Um, and that is because there's a lot of hashkafa and halacha that's going to go into this shear. And before you dismiss it, I will say right now that this is perhaps the most important um, recording that you will hear in the Yom Nuraim series, beyond the Nusach, which is obviously important, and I'm sure if you're listening to this one, you're likely to come back and listen to the Shir when we get to Nusach, but um, we should not... Um, we should, we should not understate, and it can't be overstated how important what we're going to talk about in this introductory shear is for not just a person who wants to be a Mnurayim Chazan, but a person who endeavors to be a Chazan any day of the year. Really, the points that we're going we're gonna to focus on are important. Um, though there are actually special halachos when it comes to being a Yom Mnurayim Chazan, which people should be aware of. So... We'll get to all of that, but Ezra Hashem. I'll also mention, just for the purpose of housekeeping, that um, here at the workshop we are also going to later this week um, dedicate a um, uh, a workshop specifically to revisiting Kesha Chodesh for uh, for Chodesh Av. We'll talk about Halal and the unique challenge of Halal for Chodesh Av as well. Um, and just because we're doing Yamim Norayim now, so I'll talk shortly about why we are doing this workshop right now. You know, we are still in Chodesh Tammuz, um, but there, there's a very specific reason for that. But I'll say that just because we're doing Yamim Norayim now does not mean that we're going to ignore all the other aspects of Jewish liturgy and Chazanas and Nusach and Havana of Tfilos. Um, we're not going to ignore all the other aspects of it as we go through the summer. We might actually... Um, do a, a sheer slash workshop devoted to um, Bein Ametzarim and maybe Kinos um, and, and Tishabov. Even though Kinos, I would not classify as Tfilos, but there is a similar aspect of what we try to accomplish in Baltfila workshop that I think we need to accomplish as well when it comes to Kinos. And um, so, Bezra Hashem, more on that to come as as I figure out exactly how I want to do recordings for that. Before we move further, I want to just dedicate this particular shiur and workshop, and all really all the shiur um, for this week, to um, as a schus for the Besaris Tovos, um, for everyone involved in the um, tragedy that took place in Surfside, Florida, um, late last week with the condo that collapsed. We are it should be a schus for Besaris Tovos for everyone, um, Rafua for those who need it, Aliyah Neshama for those. Who, who need it, and it should be a schus for all of the families. Okay, and while we are here, anyone who wants to um, sponsor for the Harbatzas Torah, the Chizuk and Tefillah that we do here, so please reach out to me at the database at gmail.com. That's the data then base, B E I S, at gmail.com to make a sponsorship, a dedication of any sort. Also, if you want to join the database podcast WhatsApp group, where we have all the schedules and updates so you can um, stay tuned so that you can be in the know and be informed of what shiurim are to come. So you can also reach out to me at thedatabase.gmail.com, leaving me your phone number, and Bezran Hashem, I will immediately add you to the WhatsApp group. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's a very simple WhatsApp group. We send out just um, updates, schedules, links to the shiurim as they come. And I'm the only one who posts. I'm the admin, and that should be simple enough. Okay, so now let's let's talk about Yamim Narayim. 
Okay, so as we are being joined by the birds singing the Shiros of Hashem as we try to do in this workshop, so that's one of the themes that we'll focus on very, very soon. What I wanted to talk about first is, again, why we're doing this now. Because, again, it is still Chodesh Tammuz. We haven't, um, you know, we haven't cleared the, uh, the uh, I guess, the board of, of Bein Sarim and, and Tishabav, And obviously, one, one, one aspect is that I'm really just hoping that Tishabav um, is a B'diavet. I'm hoping it's not the Lichat Chila, or at least not Tishabav the way we've been celebrating it up until this point. I'm hoping that we'll be able to celebrate it in the most Lichat Chila way as a Yom Tov, and at that point, you know, we'll, I guess we'll have instituted new kinds of liturgy and, and tefillos, which I have, I have no knowledge of yet, so that's not what we're going to focus on now. But Yom Noraim, to my knowledge, is still going to be an important um, foundational piece of our, of our year. So that is why we're doing it now. Also, now happens to be the hiring season for Yom Noraim Chazanim. Um, you know, the people, perhaps many shuls by now already know who their Yom Noraim Chazan is, uh, but if they don't, they're definitely right now looking. And um, it becomes crunch time, you know, as, as we um, get midway through the summer, so we're still pretty early on, so I wanted to get this done now. Also, for anyone endeavoring to be a Yom Noraim Chazan, usually it's by this time that you're figuring out if it's something that you want to do. And maybe it's just, you know, that you haven't heard the Nusach properly and you don't know well enough um, if you're ready and so now is the chance we'll help you out um, you know um, Baruch Hashem I have experience in basically every Yom No Rayim kind of davening um, trivia the only one that I have yet to do um, is Mincha on Rosh Hashanah um, randomly enough um, but I, um, I feel like that's usually the first one people get a chance to do if they do any. That's the one that I have not yet done. Um, I've done Shachris um, and Musaf for Rosh Hashanah. I've done Marev. I've done Mincha, Musaf and Yom Kippur, Shachris and Yom Kippur, done Ni'ilah even. I've not done, um, not done uh, Rosh Hashanah Mincha. But um, we'll, so we'll, we'll talk about all the, the different Nusach, different tips for each one. And this will be the chance for, you know, for anyone who's not sure if this is for them. So, you know, you get a chance to learn the Nusach, and Be'ez Ras Hashem will get through it. Now, I'll also point out that my workshop, my podcast, is not the only place where you could find tips on Nusach and, and hear how the davening is supposed to sound. There are many. And there are perhaps many that well, will um, be less in podcast form the way this one is. But what I do think that this particular um, workshop will offer you that none others will is that um, this one will talk about Havana of the davening, understanding what the words mean, understanding what you're saying, if you are leading the davening, and even if you're not leading the davening. Let's say you're just a congregant and you want to enjoy. So you don't have to be a chazan to, uh, to appreciate this shir. As I've said in introductory shirim, in the beginning of the workshop, Back in the archives, you can hopefully enjoy what we're going to do here. If, you, if not, just for the sound of my singing voice, um, it'll be um, uh, from, because you'll get an understanding of what the davening is about, which is something that all of us um, davening, um, and all of us as Bali, Tzfila, um, not necessarily as a chazan, but people who want to be masters of davening, we can all gain from that. So you can, you know, and, and I encourage you, if you, if you want to hear tips on Nusach, you know, go, go look at the other sites as well. Um, um, I, I could even 
um, send you links to some if um, if you don't want to hear it from me. But hopefully you'll you'll get that well-rounded understanding of the davening as well and some of the halachas that we're going to talk about. Okay, so now that we've hit, I think basically every introductory point that I think is necessary, um, let's talk about what is so important about this shear. And this point that we're going to focus on is something that is not just for the Chazanan, but it's really for the shuls. And that is that while people look for particular things in a Chazan, a lot of people will not necessarily look for all the right things in a Chazan. Now, there are a lot of right things to look for in a Chazan, and I can tell you that it's going to be very hard. You'll be hard-pressed to find someone who's perfect. There is no one that I know who is perfect. I think there are some people that are close to it, uh, people that, I, that I've learned to know from, um, you know, in, in terms of their, their, their fittingness to be a chazim. But there are some ground halachas, which we've talked about in the past, um, in, uh, in the workshop, and in fact, in the introductory shiurim, which I, you know, I'll say now, they don't have the same mazel as the as the shiurim that are on the nusach, because people like to hear singing, and maybe people as much don't like to hear Torah and hear talking. Whatever it may be, these are the things that make it um, that, that that make the davening what it is. Um, pe- people don't realize it. Of course, you want to have someone who sounds good. Of course, you want to have someone that. Um, has a good voice, someone that has a command over the nusach, and these are all things that come up in halacha. The halacha expresses these things, and we'll do a very quick review of some of these ground halachas that we've done in the past that you need, you know, any day to be a chazan. Um, as well, we're going to look at some of the new halachas that we have not seen yet, special halachas for Yom Noray and Bali Tfila. But be, before that, people don't like people just often don't look at the midos of the individual or the you know the the inner you know the inner aspect the panemius of the individual which in most cases is really hard to decipher anyway you know you can have someone who on the outside looks like a really great person about sadaka a you know a bal a bal maisa and i guess you could only do your best right but there's something particularly ironic about being a Baltfila, and it's doubly ironic about being a Yamam Narayim Baltfila. And that is the tension that we've mentioned in the past. The tension between the display, the grandeur, the you know, the, the gorgeousness of the sound, and the the, the splendor that comes with being a chazan. And then the humility, the dalaf neim yatoa that you're supposed to have. The, the aspect of you being a shliach for everyone else, you trying to be the conduit through which the tzfilos of the tzibor are going to reach shemayim and break through the shari shemayim. The fact that being about tzfilos is not a place for gaiva. Right? It's, it's crazy because how do, you, how do you juggle the two? Right? And some people might just be inclined to say, yeah, you know, it's really not possible, so just get the best chazan, you know, get, get the best sounding chazan you can get. You know, it doesn't matter how much Torah he knows, it doesn't matter how much of a, of a Talmud Chacham or, or a, a Baal Midos he is. And that's it. So, the answer is that's not true, though. Apparently, 
Baal needs to have all of these things. And what that means is that a Baal is not, is, 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 you know, it's obviously more than the sound, it's more than the Nusach, and a Baal a Chazan, a good one anyway, the appropriate one, the one that Yeshua should look for, as we're going to see, brought down in Halacha, you know, so it's the kind of person who's, who's also someone who has, you know, who, someone who is a Balmidos, a Balmaisa, a Bal Chasad. So an aspiring Baal has to be working on himself as a person. And who, who, when are you ever going to find someone who's perfect? There, there's no one. You know, the, no, no one is. But at least, you know, you look for someone... You know, like when people say, like, you know, it's here Yerei Shemayim, right? Like if, you're, if you're, someone's in Shaduchim or uh, whatever, or you want to you, you want to entrust someone with something, you know. Uh, you, so you ask, is the guy Yerei Shemayim? So who knows if he's a Yerei Shemayim? Who knows what he does behind closed doors? But usually when we're looking at someone who we hope is a Yerei Shemayim, we look at general. Do we see him to be, from our best knowledge, someone who is Shomer Torah Mitzvahs to the best of his ability, even though he's not perfect, even though he might slip up, even though X, Y, and Z happens, but he's, but he's, but he's meticulous. Is he meticulous? So, you know, that, that, that's the best that anyone could ask for. Is, is, is he conscientious? Is he trying? And, you know, if, 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 it's, some, if it's a guy who, you know, talks during the evening, casually, regularly... So, you know, like, that, that's someone who, you know, to be a Baltzvila, I would, I would say that's, that's too casual. That's someone who, who does not understand the gravity of, of, of the Avoda, right? Is, is it going to be someone who appreciates the Avoda of what he's doing? So we're, we're, we're going to see this coming out through the Halachos. We're also going to see, um, you know, we're, we're, we're going to focus on how this is doubly ironic for Yamim Narayim. Because Yamim Narayim, you know, for example, and my father used to say this, and this is true, um, it's that, for example, the Hinini that the Baal Musaf says on Yom Narayim before he gets up to Davin Musaf, where he talks about how lowly he is, how unworthy he is, and yet this is one of the most, um, you know, it's, it's one of the most displayed, it's one of the most, um, you know, um, grandiose presentations of of a of Yamim Narayim Chazan is the Hinnani, where he's singing about how not worthy he is with his beautiful voice, with the Nusuch or whatever it is, however his, he's doing it. And if he understands the words that he's saying, hopefully, um, you know, it, it should really come out that that, that that humility should be there. You know, like if, if you're riffing and trilling and and you're you're going crazy with uh, you know with uh, the, the the singing, the musical aspect of it, and you're forgetting that this is a paragraph about how humble you're supposed to be right now. So it's ironic. And all of the Amim Narayim davening is like that because it's the most grandiose davening. It's the most, um, you know, it's the most celebrated davening of the year, yeah, and it uh, has some of the most important pieces. And yet you're standing mamish lefnei Hashem, and dalefnei miatoamei. Do you recognize that you're standing before Him? Like, are, are you conscious of that, or do you think you're on a stage and you're performing for everyone? So the consciousness is so hard to have, and yet Yom Narayim is when you need it most. It's when you need it most, but it's when the gaiva is most likely to be there as well. And the problem is that the Gemara says that Hashem doesn't um, dwell, He doesn't um, reside in a place where there's gaiva. So guess what? Because you know, Hashem, Hashem is the one that all the gaiva, all the grandeur in the world belongs to. And if, if, if it's where 
you know, if you have the gaiva, so, you know, there's only room for one individual to have gaiva here. It's either you or Hashem. So if it's going to be you, Hashem's going to leave, right? If, if, you know, if, if you're the only God in the room. So, you know, you got, you, got, you got to choose carefully. If you want Hashem to be in the room, you know, which is the point of the tefillos, you know, maybe a person doesn't want Hashem in the room, and that's fine. You know, maybe the person just, you know, wants to be in the room himself, <laughs> as long as there's an audience to listen to him, right? And when he, when he says... He's thinking of me. He's thinking of himself, um, and, and, and not 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 Hashem. So these, you know, it, it sounds harif, but you know, this is this is just fundamental. Really, Mamash, it's fundamental. So some of the halachos that we've seen already, which we're going to do really, really, really quickly, and I'm not even going to do them inside because I mean, maybe one or two of them will do inside. It comes up in the Shulchan Aruch Arachaim. It's in Simon Nun Gimel. Um, that's fifty three. And this is just a regular baltfila, a regular, regular baltfila for every single day. So it's nun gimel. The first halacha you find it is in sif dalid. So that's uh, simin nun gimel sif dalid. Shleach tzibor tzarech sheiyeh hagun. He needs to be hagun. Hagun means fitting. Okay, great. What does that mean? Ve'ezehu hagun sheihei reikon me'averos. Empty from averos. Okay, that disqualifies all of us. Okay, yes, but um, the, the point is that if you are someone who's a Baal Shuva, so you can actually be Maharher Shuva Belev. If you actually genuinely feel Teshuva in your heart, that you, that, you, that you regret your evil ways, you wanted to, you know, you wanted to do a Vidui in your heart. So even though we know that the Rambam has four different stages of Teshuva, there are a lot of different things that are prerequisites for Teshuva, but there is a, a, a Madrega of Teshuva Belev, which also works, um, for example, if a person wants to be Makadesh a woman, um, right, he does do, he does do Amaisa Kedushin. He says Almanas that I'm at Sadik Gamor. The Gemara says Mazel Tov. Doesn't actually say Mazel Tov. It just says that they're married because maybe he he had Shuva and he he, he performed Shuva in his heart. So you go um, certainly if you can do it verbally you know, to do Shuva before you go up to the Amud, but that means that you're not you know living in per, you know in perpetual sin. If you're someone who is not Shemr Shabbos, someone who's not Shemr Mitzvos, someone who lives as a Balevera in any in any which way, whatever it is, you know you, you, you use your imagination of, of what Balevera person can be regularly, you know, living in sin. Um, but, uh, you know, that, that wouldn't be, oh, you maybe did tshuva in your heart because, you know, if, if, you, if, you're, if you're publicly still doing this, unless, unless right now you're mamish, um, you're not going to do it. Again, you know, it's hard to call you empty from mitzvos. And even, uh, sorry, empty from averos. And even if you are, the next line already says, v'shalo yatza alav shem ra, afila bi'aldusa. It says you can't have a bad reputation. Right, so if someone... You know, is is a uh, a notorious mechalal uh, Shabbos, or again, use your imagination. Any any avera, you know, any major avera that that comes with a bad reputation, so that he's not merutza by the people, right? So the next line, v'shihia anav He's got to be humble and he's got to be desired by the people. So anything like that disqualifies you if you don't have those things. We said that he has to have a nice voice. He has to be well-versed in Torah Vimuksuvim. Why? Is it because he has to be a Talmud Chacham? Maybe that's part of it, but because, says the Mishnah Baruch, many of the, the Tzvilas come from there. Right? You want the Tzvila to be Sudur and Befiv, wants to be in, um, you know, fluent in your mouth. Um, so, you know, the, the, and there are, there are other reasons, but basic, basic. Okay, so these are, these are some basic halachos that you need. Okay, so, fine. Now, again, the reason I point this out is because people, you know, when people searching out about tefillah, they, 
will often just look to see, does he have a good voice? Does he have the talent? If he has the talent, great, hire him. Okay, so if you look at Nun Gimel, Simon Nun Gimel, Sif, uh, Yud Aleph, there it's brought down in Halacha that the person who extends the davening just to hear himself, Hashem doesn't like that. Right, uh, we can take a look at that again. A person who lengthens his tefillah so that he can hear his nice voice. So, apparently, it's not it's not a bad thing yet. What does he say? If it's because there's a simcha in his heart that he's giving hoda to Hashem with the pleasantness of his voice, then great. So, you, you uh, meaning, you um, extending your tefillah. Let's say you're doing the riff, you're doing the trills, you're jazzing it up, however you're doing it. But, and you're doing it so it should be heard, very clearly. So, we look at, so, it says, it says the Shulchan Aruch, well, it depends what your kavana is. If your kavana is to thank Hashem, it's something great. You get a bracha for that. So, here's, here's a good reason to be about tefillah if you have a good voice. But, of course, what does that come with? You have to daven, bechoved rosh. You have to have COVID rosh. You have to have um, submission, um, a certain gravity, and you have to be standing in, in awe and, 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 and reverence. Oh, okay, so one second. So that means you can't have gaiva. If the simcha is that you hear your voice and then you're going to have a simcha in hearing your voice, that's really a maguna. That's, that's, um, that's disgraceful. And in general, right, in general, anyone who lengthens their tefillah, it's not good. Um, you're not doing good thing because that's the tirchat tzibur. Now, we know that on Shabbos, Yom Tov, Yom Narayim, we don't have the same level of tirchat of, tzibur of because people are um, intentionally um, uh, being actual so that they can have a longer davening. It's understood. Though obviously it depends where you are. There's something that every Baltzfila also has to be conscious of, the the audience. It could be it is a faster moving minion, it's something you gotta be conscious of. Okay, fine. So some other halachas that come up, um, it says in Nun Gimel and uh, Nun Gimel Chafhe, Sif Chafhe, not gonna do this inside. It talks about having a Baltzfila that speaks Nivel Peh. Or he sings songs of of of, of Odazara. So it's not necessarily talking about singing Gaisha songs, but that's something to think about. You know, if a person um, frequently sings Gaisha songs, or if he speaks Nivel Peh, you want that same Peh to daven before Hashem? Again, this is for being a Baltzvila any day of the year. So, you know, the person who, if a person speaks certain words, certain, certain, talks about certain content. So, you know, you, you're, you're the guy by the shul, you're the shul president, you're trying to figure out. Like, these are, you know, these are not little things. Okay, so, so you know, look up the halachos, simen nun gimel and arachayim. Okay, now I want to talk about the special halachos that we find when it comes to yamim norayim. So this starts from a Ramah, also in the Shulchan Aruch, in arachayim. This is in Tuf Kuf Pei Aleph, or 581. Tuf Kuf Pei Aleph, and it's the first Ramah there, so 581.1. And here's what the Ramah says. Okay, and the, the Ramah, you should know, was, was conscious of the fact that the Shulchan Aruch already once spoke about what, what it takes to be a, a, a Baal Tzvila any day of the year. So the Ramah just adds here. Where is it? Okay, Tav Kofpe Aleph. Okay, here we go. 
So it's 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 not it's not the first thing the Ramah says, but it's in the first Ramah. Vidaktiku lachzar achar shlechtsivor hayoser hagun. Okay, so we we specifically look to go after lachzor means to literally go back. I mean, you search back and forth. You even go back if you know whatever it takes to find the schazim. You look for shlechtsivor who is yoser hagun. Very fitting, right? As opposed to the Shulchan Aruch's earlier. You know, just fitting. This guy's got to be very fitting. Right? So, and the, the Mishnah Bura talks about what this may be. The Mishnah Bura says, for example, Maybe um, a philanthropist, someone who supports the community, who knows what the, what, what the generation's going through. So, manhigim, or you know, someone, who, someone who's a leader of the community. Okay, fine. But he says, um, says the mission has to be people that are trustworthy, who protect the generation, who are desired by the people. And it's, um, so the mission seems to imply that these things are really hard to find. And therefore, you know, if you sh- it's good to have a shlech tzibar kavua. The person who regularly does it should be the one who does it. Um, okay. So, oh wow, so, well, well there's another mission to coming up. It's really, really important. Um, well, we'll get to it in a second. Let's go back to the Ramah. So the Ramah says a shlech tzibar who is extra hagun, extra fitting. V'hayoser gadol batorah v'masim. He's got to be extra great in Torah and ma'asim. Torah and good deeds. Sheefshar Limso, the, the most, whoever's the most possible that you could um, that, that you could find, in the, uh, you know, who has these qualities. slichos So not just yamim Narayim, but slichos. Right, and we'll have a special yamim Narayim slichos piece in the workshop coming up. ben shloshim shana. Ideally, he should be thirty years old. Okay, so uh, I'm not there yet, but I'm almost there. Gamshi hey nasui, he should also be married. Mihu, however, says the Ramah, at the end of the day, they're all kosher, rakshi, and merutzel alcohol. Most important is that the, the, the kihila has to desire him. Avala mispal bechazaka, ino nachar amen. So the, the rest of it, he talks about what, um, um, what about a person who tries to power his way into being a chazan. Now, maybe there are such politics where that exists. A person buys the position. So kind of reminds me of the Kohen Gadol or the Kohanim Gadolim in the times of the second base of Migdash that they used to buy their way in and they all died so you know uh, I guess you connect two and two okay um, fine so but th- th- that's all we'll do from this Ramah so let's, let's do some of the Mishnah Baruch just to understand what some of these terms mean so when we say Hayoser Hagun so the Mishnah Baruch just says Whoever assists and helps a Shlech Tzibur that's not fitting to get the position, it's like you stole good from the congregation. And you're going to have to do judgment for that. Harsh. He says, if a person knows himself that he's not, um, you know, he's not a bucky, he's not, you know, he's not an expert in trying to work really careful, and he knows, he, um, even from shogig, it, you know, it's best not for himself to put himself into the position. If he doesn't have these things, he says, this is not like you know other things where you know you get a punishment later down the line. He says, person who's intentionally putting himself in a position where he's not fitting to be there, so the punishment can come even earlier. 
So we so we have so we we have a lot of, like a lot of really harsh lines. So when we said that he has to be a Bucky or someone who is uh, who is great in Torah and Meisim, the Mishnah Berurah says, "V'roishiyahashlechzibar not just the shlechzibar, but the person who's blowing shofar, balei tshuva gemura." They have to be people who are really doing tshuva. Gam He should really, this is the, ideally the person should be someone who learns the kavanos of the tzfilos and the tzikios of the shofar, which is brought down in the Zohar. All right, good luck for all of you. Um, and the person who is, is davening or blowing shofar, the person who regularly does it, you shouldn't have someone else do it, fine. Um, it talks about what happens if the person who regularly does it gets sick. That's not what I'm going to focus on right now. You can look up the halacha there. Why does he have to be 30 years old? So the Mishnah Berurah says, like a levy. The levy, when they would um, tzfilas keneged avoda, and that's when the Levium would would sing, for example. So you got to be thirty years old, she, um, or at least you should. He also says the the, the Rama, you should be married. Says the says the Mishnah Bura, to be like a coin gadol. lo isha The coin gadol, something that maybe um, um, oh, we actually we spoke about this in Parsha Panorama for Parsha Sacharimos. Um and you can go back and listen to, talk, to hear the significance of the marriage. But what we'll say very um, simply is that there's a certain intimacy that's associated with being a Kohen Gadol in the Kodesh HaKadoshim. And a person who is not married, who is lacking in that area, uh, intimacy, you know, Kehil Chasa, so then that, that person is, is, is deficient in his understanding of the Avoda. And... So there's a certain sensitivity. But the Mishnah Bura just points out, he says, Upashut, says the Mishnah Bura, Upashut, well, actually before that, he says, a Kohen Gadol who is married also, it's like um, the, one of the reasons is that he has to be Shamro Minachet. So a person who is married is prevented from committing certain kinds of Averos, Hamei Yovin. Okay, fine. So now the Mishnah Bura says, Upashut im is damin lo If you have two options, Right, if the Kahila has two options. He doesn't have these things. He's not 30. He's not married. The other guy is just a simpleton. Regular guy. He's married. He's old and 30 years old. All of these things said, the Ben Torah comes first. So, you know, we, we choose our battles. We choose our Chazanim. And my... And, my, my point here is not to dissuade any individual from being a Yom Emeroyim Chazin, right? Because a lot of this disqualifies a lot of us, including myself. So, you know, if, 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 we, are, if, we, are, if, if we are careful with what the halachas are saying, maybe all of us should say, okay, you know what, I shouldn't be Yom Emeroyim Chazin, this is just too heavy for me. And I think maybe on a certain level, yes, but on a certain level, no, the answer is, okay, so what can we do to make ourselves appropriate vessels and appropriate utensils to be the 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 baltzvila that um, is necessary for a kahila happens to be that there you know um, each shul you know if, if, if every shul can afford the greatest chazan you know who's also the greatest balto you know uh tamil chacham and balmaisa so you know it would it would be it would be a very ideal world now most of us are just common people nowadays so the question is, how much are we trying? Are we, are, are we conscientious? Are we careful? Um, are we what a typical person would call a Yorei Shemayim? And 
is, is you know is that are, are we in a place where we think about growth, where we try to grow, where we're where we're careful, where we respect the avoda, very least you respect the avoda, right? So you know you can you can use your imagination to determine what kind of person respects the avoda, what kind of person doesn't respect the avoda, um, and what kind of person is thinking about himself, right? So. These, these are just all things to weigh out. And I, I reiterate that I think this is the most important shear going into everything that we're going to talk about for Yom Narayim. Um, but this, um, this is, uh, you know, this is before anything else, right? So before the person maybe who knows Nusach, I'm not sure. I, 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 th- I think that, you know, Nusach is, is so fundamental. Not just me, people before me. We're going to talk about the importance of Nusach as well. But... The, 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 the Ben Torah comes before the 30-year-old married guy. So just so you see where everything, you know, where everything falls into place and, and what, what the priorities are. And we should be Zoha to you know, have all the important qualities um, you know, for those of us who are endeavoring to be a chazan. And otherwise, um, I, you know, I, I hope this was um, something that was meaningful and insightful and helpful for you as a listener, whoever you are. And as Hashem, as, as the series progresses, we will, as Hashem, get to see the davening, hear the davening, understand the davening. And until then, I look forward to davening with you again in the future. Thank you for joining us here at the database.